Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sligo Show podcast with myself, Brendan Tierney. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a like and subscribe if you like what you're seeing. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Sligo Show once again here with myself, Brendan Tierney. We are back again for a new season of interviews and chats and we've moved around a little bit, not too far up the road. We're up here in Lily's Cocktail Bar up on Stephen Street or Bridge Street, whichever door you go in. And we're here in their lovely upstairs area. And our first guest this season is a good friend of mine and a face well known to many of you, whether you've been in the Hawksville at the Hospital Panto or if you've had uh, the misfortune to be down in the hospital, you might have met our guest here, Deirdre Staunton. Deirdre, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Brenda. It's very great good. to be here. It's very weird, the two of us are good friends, as I said, for ages, so it's like we're having a chat. But yeah. uh, the reason we have you on here is you're doing a marathon in a month. That's right. Okay? Doing, and yeah. there's obviously a reason why you're doing that. So... Uh, before we get to that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for anyone that maybe half knows you or maybe knows you well. <laughs> okay, well, I um, Deirdre Staunton is my name, as yes. you have said. I have been in Sligo really most mostly since 1987, so mm. I've been longer in Sligo than I have been in Mayo, but yes. I still am a true Mayo person. Oh, well, we know that. I'm yes. a wife and mother of three and have worked, as you, as you said, there in the hospital um, really since 1987 I've been there. Um, and that is it, you know. In a that's, nutshell, and as I said, a lot of people would definitely nutshell. know the face from the, the hospital panto. Yes, It's in the right. Hoxville for how many years? That, that's over 20 years? Uh, well, I suppose the hospital panto got together, it first started 23 years ago. Okay, so you've been a strong force, but they're on stage, well, on stage every year, I'd say, have you? Uh, except for the years I was pregnant. Right, we we'll let you off on those ones. Yeah, absolutely, yes, just couldn't. <laughs> so there was two years I missed it because of pregnancy. Ah, okay. So, yeah. so hopefully back again soon. It's obviously been no panto for a couple of years, so that's right, roll on yeah. soon again. Yeah. So I suppose the reason we started to chat, you're doing your marathon a month, it's in aid of the Irish Cancer Society. So obviously something, you know, you got your own news back in 2021 with your diagnosis. So do you want to tell us all a little bit more about what was that and how it happened? Okay. Um, yeah, so I was a very active um, person right up until March 2021. And prior to that, I would have been somebody who was working full time every day, mm. uh, very busy with the kids, uh, running and racing with them sports, to their various sports. sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, having some time with my friends, you included. <laughs> um, you. Um, very active in drama groups. I'm in two drama groups. One is the Hospital Musical mm. Society, as you as you mentioned there. Mm. And the other one is the Callery Drama Group. And then in other other times when I wasn't involved in drama, I'd be out walking the roads or running the roads and like to climb some mountains and very active. Um, but that changed uh, a little bit prior to March 21 was when I had some investigations done in the hospital. But prior to that, I suppose it was the summer of 2020, I first noticed um, a slight change, but nothing that I was worried about in my conditioning. But mm. I thought maybe it was because I was now 50 mm. and an asthmatic since I was a child. And I was putting it down to the fact that I probably had poor um, control over my asthma and would need to see my physician again in the hospital. Okay. So I suppose we were camping in Cork. I had a sea swim. And when I got out of the sea, I couldn't walk for about, I'd say, half an hour to 45 minutes. I was just on the strand, uh, unable to, to, to move. Mm. And I didn't know why. And that summer while I was running, I noticed I was carrying the uh, Ventolin inhaler. Then I nearly was sucking it throughout the run to try and and improve the breathing while I ran. And summer came and went and the autumn came. So I wasn't doing quite as much running, but would have been walking and walking with a good friend of mine who was sick and tired of listening to me talking about being tired. 
And I was putting that down to my age once again. I thought this tiredness must be hormone imbalance. And she convinced me then around about November, December that I needed to get to see, I needed to see somebody. So I took her advice, but of course didn't make the appointment with my GP until the February. And in the interim, I noticed when I was running, as I have said, but around the town in my running, I was very slow, doing my usual very fast circuit. And you are, you were all fast, energetic, bubbly woman, full yeah, of beans. Yeah, yeah. so, so I was still You would really notice it. a drop, like, yeah. Still doing it, but I noticed I used to have to stop at the race course before I, I continued on the run. And um, yeah, it, it was it was strange. And then at work, I noticed that I was getting a little bit more short of breath, um, especially when I was responding to to my emergency bleep. Mm. So by the time I'd get to the floor where the emergency was, because I would always use the stairs and not the lift, I was the person who needed resuscitation by the time I arrived, never mind trying to help the team. So it was a bit strange, but nothing I could put my my finger on. It never entered my head that there could be something any more sinister going on in my lungs than, than asthma. So I, um, it was March, um, I had climbed Knocknaray, which I found difficult. And I had climbed a local mountain in Callery, which I didn't find as difficult as the people that climbed with me that day, because yeah. they were all post um, the night before Paddy's Day hangover. <laughs> okay. And they were terribly ill on the way up, whereas <laughs> I used a stick and I stopped, but I was short of breath. So on the 19th of March, I had been referred into hospital for an x-ray. So I went, uh, had my x-ray done and that was at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was my birthday and I had told the family to be ready that we were going to do something energetic, uh, some sort of activity to celebrate the 51st um, birthday. And I didn't get home till about 10 o'clock that night. And that's oh. when they discovered that I had cancer. Right, they could tell it that quick from the x-rays. Or, or oh, they could tell it right, that quick okay. from the x-rays. And I had a scan. I must say I was looked after um, just... I, I, I couldn't find fault with the care that I got and the investigations that were done immediately for yeah. me in Sligo University Hospital. So it went from um, the chest X-ray to a scan in the in the early afternoon okay. that day. I, I mean, not to be like the dramatic, obvious chat question, but what's it like to get that? Is it the obvious power? Is it nearly like a? Is it surreal? Is there disbelief or what? what was of getting a diagnosis like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been told. Oh, and I come in the morning and I hit it. Was it just a power? Yeah. I, 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 the breaking of the bad news is is terribly important for healthcare professionals yeah, yeah, to get right. And I would have spent years actually uh, involved in simulations where we thought that because mm. I, I know how important it is to get it right. And the people that were breaking the news to me got it right. Okay. You know, they made okay. sure that my friends were with me. I actually spent time that day with your good wife. Yeah. Um, and they made sure that my husband was with me when, when I got the, uh, the news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And to tell us a bit more about the specific illness, I know this is something you want to kind of make people aware of. Yeah. Like what, it's lung cancer. I mean, obvious thing everyone thinks of is, oh, it must be from smoking or, or what. But yeah. yours, what was your yeah. specific? So the reality is, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to chat to you today, Brendan, was to get a message out there that if you have lungs, you can get lung cancer. Okay. You know, um, of, of course, if you expose yourself to smoke or radon or other chemicals, whether they're in the air or around us, of course, that puts you more at risk. But in my case, I got lung cancer because of bad luck. I had a specific um, mutation on my lung cancer cells. And I've now discovered that um, since my diagnosis, that there's a lot of different mutations out there that can affect lungs themselves and um, form tumours in 
non-smokers' lungs. You know, okay, so, so anyone is susceptible, just bad luck. Is anyone, bad DNA. once you have lungs, um, it, it's, you it's can crossable. get lung cancer. Wow. So the awfulness is that I know all of this now. Um, the awfulness is that there's no national screening for lung cancer. It's kind of like the 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 bad cousin of all the cancers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of of um, media attention for breast cancer, and mm. and rightly so, of cervical cancer, of prostate cancer, bowel cancer. There's, there's a lot of work done nationally for that and internationally. When it came to lung cancer, even though lung cancer kills more people than any other sort of cancer, mm. um, there's no national screening. So I have discovered since I have joined some of the, the cancer groups in this country here that a lot of us are young people and younger than me. We've been picked up at a late stage in our cancer and a lot of us aren't smokers. And I discovered that to my horror um, through the different groups that I have been speaking to since, since my diagnosis. So I would like to raise awareness of, uh, of that for the public. It's, yeah, yeah. it's unfair that people, you know, go through life and don't realise that, that, you know. Because it was something that I never entered my radar. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. cervical cancer, so I was getting the screening. I thought breast cancer, so I was having my screening as recommended. Never thought about lung cancer. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's something you believe they should start screening for, or is it impossible to screen for? Or, or Yeah, oh, I, I think so. Um, well, you don't want to cause complete, uh, I suppose, pandemonium, yeah, anyone yeah. who has a cough at all, particularly now when a lot of people have coughs post-COVID. Yeah. But it's important for people to realise that if you're not feeling right, you know, go to a doctor and explain exactly what it is. I went to the doctor and I was talking about my asthma getting worse. I was all about my asthma. And only for my good friend insisting that I go to a doctor, <laughs> I mightn't have gone to a doctor yet, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, it's, it's really important to listen to your body and don't put things down to uh, the change of life or the fact that you're getting older. You know, if there's something wrong, just get it seen to. Yeah, get it Funny enough, even if I, I suppose, had gone earlier, they may not have screened me for lung cancer because I didn't fall into the category of being the smoker. So it is something that is that is overlooked. So I would just like to raise awareness. So if of someone it. is in your situation, don't be afraid to push for the questions and push for the scans. Absolutely, and, yeah, okay. say the words. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and and push for the X-ray. Okay. But that's the important thing: is the X-ray and to get it read by the radiologists. Because okay. they will see the abnorm- abnormalities straight And away. even if it's just to clear your mind, if it's hopefully it's clear that you go, I want Absolutely. to get that to know that. Yeah. Okay. Insist on an extra. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are probably too polite when they go in to go the specialist, well, they don't recommend it, so yeah. I won't. But if you don't yeah. feel happy in your body, I suppose, just Yeah, absolutely. Push yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you're, you're nearly a year and a half since you got, you know, your, your diagnosis. Like, what's your highs or lows? Or, you know, I mean, again, I'm not trying to get too deep a person, but like, I know you had the little you climb up. No, well, it, you get up to you climb. You assume the gang climbed Ben Baldwin, and that wasn't it. There was a crew did that achieve. Yeah, well, I didn't climb it now, but no, they, no, my but my, my friends in the Hospital Musical Society, because last year was our second year without having panto, yeah. um, one of the guys decided that he would write a panto specifically to suit something outside. So, and you actually uh, had a cameo role in that in that <laughs> pantomime, oh, yes. but um, it was all uh, relayed online. And yeah. um, the finale of that particular panto, because we had it in three different episodes, 
And the finale was uh, a song and dance on top of Ben Bulban, a coordinated... Yes, yes. And you um, were the evil Queen Maeve. In so it. I was the evil Queen Maeve. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't have to climb. I had no, my no. work done on, on, on the surface, on, on yeah. the flat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we used the Sligo Show studio, wasn't it? I forgot that, actually. Yeah, we yes, three, the, yeah, the first scene was done in the yeah, Sligo yeah, Show no, studio. So it was good fun. Yeah. So I'm sure that was great fun Last and all summer. your friends rallying around to do something it for a bit of fun. It was fantastic. And that was one of the highs, actually, yeah. was, was seeing how people supported me. And um, yeah, yeah, and it's... And and again, like you, I've said you like, do you like to talk about, you know, when people get cancer and you so people go, should I go near them? Or, or, or yeah. do you rather go, just come in and talk normal to me and have a cup yeah. of tea? Or do you like yeah. to kind of, or yeah. do you have different days? That's a great or? question, actually. Yes. Because pre my diagnosis, I, it's not that I would have avoided people who had yeah. cancer, but I would have felt so awkward. I would have talked about anything but their cancer. Yeah. Because I was of the impression, sure, they'll bring it up if they really want to talk about it. Or you were afraid, I was afraid that they would get upset if I mentioned it. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. not dead. I know. It's I okay know. to mention it. So I think, um, you know, the first time you meet somebody who's out and about yeah. and if they don't avoid you, it means it's okay. So I think it's good to talk about the elephant in the room and mm. you don't have to be asking them their details. No, but you no, can just no. say something like, I'm sorry you got such shocking news. Yeah, or, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. I got that news. I heard about your news. Yeah. Something like that, just to acknowledge it. And then the door is open or the window is open if they want to elaborate, because maybe that's a day that somebody really wants to They might talk need a chat, it. but if, as you said, they get the hint. Or it might be a day that they don't. They'll just say, yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. And how's you know? the kids? And, and uh, let's topic. move on. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah, good to yeah. know, because I mean, it's always, but as you that's said. that's just my, imp- uh, yeah, you know, that's just yeah. my take on it. Yeah. Other people who are diagnosed with cancer may be completely different. So this yeah. is just that my take no, no, on No, no, I it. know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I know there's a few obvious local supports in Sligo Cancer Support Centre. Have you used any of the local supports yeah, like that? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And I must uh, commend Sligo Cancer Support Centre, because it, it, it was a huge support to me. Um even though I have such a huge network of people that are a great support too, but they yeah. were somebody I didn't know and I rung them up and I got help straight away with counselling and um, with some bioenergy and mm. yeah, and now with with uh, mindfulness that I'm doing weekly so, with them. Yeah. Do you find those, let's call them alternative methods, yeah, very yeah. helpful, I imagine? Our, our supportive methods, I yeah. call them, along with your, 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 um, your treatment. medical treatment. Yeah. It's, it, is, it does help to get other... Um, Supportive therapies yeah. like that, absolutely. So they're, and they're just over there on Wine Street. So Wine Street, nearby. absolutely. And I've been in once or twice, we were doing something with them before, and they're yeah. just very warm and friendly, and a lovely space as oh well. Oh my so gosh, yeah, nice. yeah, absolutely. It's a fantastic yeah. resource for us here in the town. So you are currently raising funds for the Irish Cancer Society. So I you're doing a marathon did. in a month. Marathon in a month. Okay. And uh, I agree. <laughs> a whole 30 days to do 42 kilometres. Yes, but you're, you're doing a little bit every day, but I know, like, yeah. was it a few months ago? You had another little moment, which which makes this oh. marathon in a month even more significant that you're doing <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. So again, if you want to kind of just yeah, so I suppose I suppose the people won't think I'm a complete um, uh, lazy bones, but um, prior to this, I would have spent the month of, of July, as you know yourself, training for the Warriors Run because yeah. I I loved the Warriors Run in August in Strand Hill. So I would have been clocking up the the mileage now and clocking up the inclines out in Strand Hill in the evenings, getting ready, you know, for for the for the big run um, later on in the summer. But this year, um, in in April, now 
that was never going to enter my radar since I got diagnosed with lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was back running uh, a couple of kilometres. Yeah, well, of all the people I know, you'd be like, you definitely have the yeah. energy to keep going. Yeah, know, I and, actually and got back. back Eventually, after 12 months, I was back running without stopping okay. two kilometres. And I could push it to another kilometre, but I'd have a little stop yeah. um, and get myself together and then I'd go. But on April the 30th, while driving just past Lily's here, just actually, door, just outside the door, um, I had collected my son from the, the Rovers game. I just got very dizzy outside the door here while driving the car. I'd had a perfect, perfect evening, had finished a run, did a long walk in Strand Hill. And I uh, just got really dizzy driving the car. And I was going particularly slow because passing the pubs at night, I'm always wary of people that might stumble out in front yeah, of you. Yeah. So I couldn't have been doing more than eight 10 kilometers an hour. And when I got this feeling that I was dizzy and I was never dizzy before. So it was a very strange feeling. I didn't even know what it was, but I just felt odd. So I stopped immediately the far side of the um, pedestrian crossing there, stopped immediately, turned off the, the, the ignition of the car, pulled up the, the, the brake and put down my head because I didn't know what was happening. To make a long story short, which I find very difficult to do because I like, I like a long story, (laughs) but I was diagnosed with a stroke. And that has slowed me down um, probably more than the cancer, actually. Um, Yeah, because it left me um, non-driving for more than two months, etc. But um, it's the fatigue I'd have now and the inability to walk, not be able to walk more than... um, I'm actually up. I can walk 20 minutes now. But at the start of this month, I was only able to walk 10 minutes at a time. So when I came across one night on Twitter... The Irish Cancer Society were were um, doing some fundraising, and it was called uh, Marathon in a Month. Yeah. And I realised that you could actually do your forty-two kilometres over the month of July. Okay. I thought, well, do you know what? In just in case I might start feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> and definitely missing the running. I mean, that was a big thing. I I really miss being out and about. I decided that I would dedicate the month of July to uh, this marathon. So I do a little bit every day, and I post my progress. Um, on the, the, the site that yeah. the Irish uh, Cancer Society has set up. So I'm currently at 21 um, kilometres yeah. uh, out of 42. So and that was with sometimes having two walks a day. But I'm getting there and I will definitely finish yeah. it. At the beginning, I didn't think I would. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would have to go into August. But no, <laughs> I will have the marathon complete in July. Very good, very and good. And we're raising... Uh, um, raising for, well, we're going to share the link afterwards yeah, for people to... Yeah. To, 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 to the Irish Cancer out. Society. Yeah, so yeah. it's all going to them. And uh, as I said, you you have friends joining you each day or do you do it on your own some days? Or yeah. You probably a, have a list of people going, can I come with well, you? Well, do you know what? I was laughing one night. I thought, is this going to turn into a climb with Charlie? But then somebody else <laughs> put me right last Friday after she had done the walk with me and she said, no, Deirdre, this is more like a doddle with Deirdre than well, a climb with Charlie. So doddle with Deirdre for the Irish So Council doddle Society. with Deirdre. So, um, yeah, most days I'll have company coming out with me, you okay. know, uh, okay. friends, neighbours, you know, um, people I wouldn't have seen in ages are just oh, ringing me nice. up and saying, do you want company tomorrow? And we're literally just doing 10 minutes now, the talking is getting so good that it's gone on to 20 minutes. Okay. But I'm still not getting more than maybe a kilometre and a half done, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so a little bit yeah. of a burst now. You'll have to take the day off then to watch Galway in the All-Ireland Final as well. <laughs> of course. We have a big Galway Mayo rivalry here between us. So there's always that bit of fun and banter. Yes, like, of so. course I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, just before we let you go, is there talk of a, some show in the pipeline? Is that it? Yes. So, um, this is, I, I suppose, for the first time I'm... I've been publicly raising awareness of lung cancer. 
But um, in January of next year, I'm hoping to bring the the uh, play the calendar girls yes. to to the Hawkswell, um, and that once again will be a, a fundraiser for the Irish lung cancer community who are oh, okay. a, a, a in their infancy at the moment, but a really good group, and they're okay. um, seeking charitable status as we speak. So they're going to be very influential on, on people's lives, people who have lung cancer. And I'm just going to, on those occasions in the Hawks, we'll use it as a vehicle um, just to re- once again raise, raise again. awareness for, yeah. lo- for yeah. lung cancer. Oh, yeah, Great. Well done. Well, so look, I said, despite all your little knocks, you're the energetic Deirdre. <laughs> always oh, yeah. Keep it battering sure, through. Whatever the yeah. barrier is, you keep moving through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you. A good a friend of mine on our show. Here. I can't and, yeah, and look at yeah. hearing your story and like, look at... I mean, keep keep the smile on your face and keep the energy up. And, Thanks, uh, Brenda. Sure, no doubt we'll see you very soon. Absolutely. Come on, Galway. <laughs> so if you liked what you just seen, don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel here. We've loads of great interviews from a load of really interesting people over the series. And if you're on social media, which I'm sure loads of you are, we are on Instagram and Facebook. So give us a follow there. Thanks for listening to the Sligo Show podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And wherever you have listened, if you enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd give us a review or give us a like. And we'll see you all next time.